0: Welcome to the Life Group, Northwest Indiana podcast, where our desire is to share biblical truths from God's Word that will help us become more devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We're glad you're here. We're going to jump into our study. Uh, we're going through the laws of study, the laws of hermeneutics. Um, And uh, Blue Steven was not with us last week you guys were on your anniversary trip. So no, no. I mean I I think everybody is happy that he's back uh, Because that means you guys don't have to listen to me the whole time. Uh, So again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Now uh, just a reminder we are recording these uh, and the purpose of this is not for uh, Is not for like any any notoriety anything outside of life group uh, this is for life group members to be able to listen if you miss a study for you to go back or if you want to re-listen to something you felt like was helpful. Um, that was That is the purpose of these, and they're being posted every week. So we should have five. The five studies so far on the laws of study, the laws of hermeneutics are on online or through your Spotify and your other listening apps that you guys listen to podcasts. So uh, you can listen to those things, and we'll be... Talking today, so this one should be posted this week. Um, so I'm going to jump into real quickly some review, I, and I've been hitting these every week, but I want to make sure that uh, I touch on these real quickly. First of all, uh, the four steps of interpretation, and if we look at our illustration here, we've left it on there. I think it's probably going to be permanently on there now, because it's been <laughs> on there for so long. Uh, but uh, it's the number one. The first step is grasping the text in their town. What does that mean? Doesn't have to be exactly what's written down. But so, someone tell me what it means to. Grasp the text in their town. Who's got it? Ashley's <laughs> yeah, like, mm, mm. okay, go ahead. Um, it means that we have to realize
1: that they live in a, a completely different culture and mm. day and age than us, so we need to understand who it was written to and why.
0: Perfect. Well done. That's really good. So she said a high bar, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, so that absolutely, grasping the text in their town. Number two, measuring the width of the river to cross. <laughs> Measuring the width of the river to cross. So, what does that mean? Doesn't have to be a perfect answer, but what does that mean when we measure the width of the river to cross? Gabe.
2: So, what's the actual difference between the biblical audience and us?
0: Perfect. Yeah, uh, and we and those are kind of illustrated again by culture, language, time, situation, covenant, and many more. Uh, actually, I listened to a sermon this morning on covenant, and it made sense to me in Ephesians when we when the illustration about what marriage is. Marriage is a, is symbolic of our relationship with with christ he's the groom we're the bride and that's a covenant as well so we look at the covenants and and it really helps with the new covenant compared to the old covenant with the old testament so that even helped me this morning uh listening to that so that that's really good uh, number three crossing the principalizing bridge crossing the principalizing bridge so what does that mean now for for this who can give me that
1: Usually, my students will try to answer by rewording the question. I think it means the bridge needs to be crossed by this.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty good. I'm not that smart. Uh, or maybe I think I'm too smart. I <laughs> don't care that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's true. Uh, anybody wanna give a stab at it? Lois. What does the text
1: actually
0: mean? She's got it. And she, she almost hit it verbatim. Well done, that's really good. So what does it mean? guys? Again, that's after we've done uh, those two steps. We're getting information. Then what does it mean? Again, for them, for that original audience, from that writer. And now we're getting to business, which goes into chapter four, or uh, excuse me, step four: grasping the text in our town. What does that mean, Jeff?
1: Taking that meaning and applying it to
0: our lives. Perfect. There you go. So we've done, we're doing that after all this stuff has been done. Okay. So interpretation matters, and we got to get to the significance of that meaning, but we got to get the meaning first. That's really good. Really quickly, uh, these were some things that I read in that book that I felt it was important to grasp. Uh, the honest interpretation is to grasp the meaning of the text God intended. We do not create meaning. We go with the meaning that's already there, right? Okay, good. So what did we talk about? What's the first law? Do you remember the order we're going in? Definition. Definition. Words mean something. What's the second law? Rachel said it. You said, you said. <laughs> Okay, she's going for memory folks. Great job. All right, usage. We don't want to incorporate our understanding our culture onto them. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We need to make sure we we go into their culture and find out what it meant for them and then number 4 apply it to us. So that's usage context. Is number 3, context. I gave it away. I looked at my notes and I didn't say law. Context 3. Good job, Jared.
1: I meant to say that.
0: Thank you, Jared. You're welcome, Jared. Uh, all right. So that was fun. Uh, Law four last week. This is this is the one that we didn't have, Lord Steven. So if if you guys don't remember that, that makes sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, no, this is not. A, this is a, this is Jared uh, making fun of Jared here. What uh, what was number four? Louis. Historical
1: background. Which means. Which means the history.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good so we we take historical information and there are a few passages that are completely opened up based upon historical background however what well, the, the, did uh, the other side of the coin is we do not yes please you had your hand raised <laughs>
1: In. Okay. We, we can apply a, other things outside of the Bible to background the mm-hmm. information that's in yes. the
0: Bible. Yes, correct, yes. Now, what often happens, though, is we fall in love with the historical background and make that the focus. And we have to be very careful not to do that as well. And so ultimately, the text is still the most important thing. So the historical background is just help, it's information, but it does not elevate above, right? Okay, cool. All right, so before we jump into the next law, uh, try to take notes, Okay. I think you guys have done pretty well, but, uh, and I, and I don't mean to say, I, I'm not saying that to say that, you know, we have all the answers. Um, but this, this stuff is important. This is important. So if it's just one thing you can write down, that's great, but try to do your best to do that. I highly recommend it. You know, uh, and at their marriage retreat, we just had this weekend, they give you a pamphlet. I don't usually fill out the pamphlet. I usually put it in my phone. So I actually have notes from, marriage retreats five years ago. And so that's how I saved my notes. So if you want to do it on your phone, that's great too. That way you can keep it and you always have access to it. That's great, but I highly recommend you do it because again, this is stuff that I've learned over like 10, 15 years that I wish someone would have given a nice, fun little outline, little guide to how to study. So anyway, do your best, take some notes, and then it would be on the test later,
1: okay. If I could say one thing, just because I wasn't here last week about the law of historical background. Um, a lot of cool things you can find. I would I would encourage you to study the different Jewish feasts that they had. Mm-hmm. You have the Passover, the Day of Atonement. Um, when you research things like that, they have even stuff on YouTube that briefly explain, it not only explains it, but but even uh, reenacts it. Like they'll show you exactly mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. And just that visual that you get, I, I show it in several of my classes. Like here's what they would do. Here's what the scapegoat is. And when you see that kind of stuff... Then you read a passage, that historical background brings a lot of light into what's going on. Uh, stuff like that, or even uh, places. Uh, if, if someone you know, stood on Mars Hill, or someone was in Shechem, when you study what Shechem was, it was this valley between the Mountain of Cursing, the Mountain of Blessing. There is a lot of history there, and so when something happens in a place, usually it's for a specific reason. Uh, um, uh, Not just the name of the place, but just what happened in the past there. Like, one cool thing is that um, uh, Ahab uh, was killed in a a very specific place. Uh, It was during a battle, but interesting, that same place that he was killed at was a city of refuge where the innocent would go uh, to be safe but ahab was not innocent Uh and so he died in a place that was meant so you know just studying things like that it it brings a whole new dimension uh when you know the history of something
0: that's fun and 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 again historical background is one of my favorite parts of study i enjoy it but uh, so all that is important and then you take it but again you don't elevate that historical we talked about in some cases we love to focus on that and make that priority. It's just helpful information. Sometimes it's more important than others, um, but we do not make sure, we do not elevate that historical information above the context or the text itself.
1: Yeah, um, you. Uh uh, Preachers should not preach. Their their entire message should not be something about history, something mm-hmm. that Josephus said or something that Tacitus has said. Uh, it shouldn't be the message. It could mm-hmm. be a part of it for sure. Yeah. But you you need to be using the Bible. You know, preach yeah. the word. <laughs>
0: Unless you're giving, like some cases, like if, so if I'm studying the book of 1 Corinthians right now, at the very beginning I'm reading a lot of introductions some stuff about the city. That's helpful, but I'm doing it for a purpose to help me give me understanding for the rest of it. So I'm not building my whole study on the city of Corinth itself, because it's it's not written to the city of Corinth. It's written to the church at Corinth. Completely different subset of people. So, um, so anyway, uh, it's really helpful. And thank you for that. And that's the kind of stuff that we definitely missed last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so law number five. Law number five is logic and evidence. Logic and evidence. And I really I really enjoy this. And so let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever heard a preacher or teacher? Who seemed to take a text in a direction that didn't make sense to you in a direction that doesn't seem to fit the context around it okay now no name no yeah. yeah 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 no, 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 no. we're very careful with that uh, can I show up hands okay you don't have to you don't have to raise your hands I'm not asking to see your hands okay uh, if this applies to you <laughs> okay all right now, in that case, you know, for, for me, one thing that helped me as I was thinking through that this morning was it's not necessarily, necessarily that I studied that passage. It's not like I studied it and know exactly what's going on there. It's that I'm listening and I'm following what, where the teacher's going. And then in one place, he seems to deviate from what's going on. And at that point, I don't know, but it doesn't sound right to me based upon the information. And that's why you... And then they say something that you're like, wait, what? Exactly. Like, where, I missed something here. And, and now here we go. One thing I want to make sure we say there is it's possible that you misheard or misunderstood what they said. That's a possibility. And we have to be willing to be humble when we're listening and say, you know, it's possible I misheard. That's where sometimes even asking some, the speaker, hey, you know, you mentioned this. I'm kind of curious. As opposed to completely judging somebody, and and so we got to be very careful and be humble on that side. But the preacher also may have broken the law of logic and evidence, and so those are different things. And I think in many cases, we, we most cases, we don't appreciate that. Now I'm I'm going to read. Uh, actually, do you want to read that? Do you have the the, the screenshot I sent you? Um,
1: uh, yeah, you um, sent it to me. Uh, which
0: it's uh, the first. It should be the first the, one. The LG have you? Ever... Yeah, interpretation is merely. Interpretation.
1: Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Interpretation is merely logic reasoning. When interpreting scripture, the use of reason is everywhere to be assumed. Does the interpretation make sense? The Bible was given to us in the form of human language and therefore appeals to human reason. It invites investigation. It is to be interpreted as we would any other volume, applying the laws of language and grammatical analysis.
0: So uh, I think this statement, uh, so we're reading this right off the line off of a, an article. You guys can find it. So if you guys want to go ahead, you can, you can do it. Um, but there's a statement that follows that. And the guy, this is how he writes. And I feel like this is even more helpful because that was a little wordy. He says, what is the control we use to weed out false theological speculation? Certainly the control is logic and evidence interpreters who have not had the sharpening experience of logic may have improper notions of implication and evidence. So again, it's a little wordy, but off but again, if you're not using this law, you could go off in different directions. Too frequently such a person uses a bias of appeal that is a notorious violation of the laws of logic and evidence. And so I was going through this lesson with our, with my kids on the way to church today and was even talking about how you can follow a line of thinking and then if there's it's kind of the idea of like if you're in the ocean, you're on a boat and you have a compass and you deviate one whatever degree, you're gonna end up in a totally different location. And depending on where you start and along that line, you could come up with a totally different interpretation and then everything else, because now interpretation is, you know, you're know you gonna teach from that and all these different, it, it could be completely off and, that's, and it's based upon logic. So let me ask you a question. When you hear the speaker violate the law of logic and evidence, what happens to you in that moment? So think as if, think, so think normally, like when I'm normally off, right, when I'm not using my logic, which happens almost weekly, uh, when I'm Not when I'm breaking that law and you guys are here and you're seeing it, you're hearing it, or it could be other people too, what goes in through your mind at that point? How do you receive that information? Think about it. I questioned what he said before. Okay. Good, okay. I say I become very critical of what the rest of this, the whole message that they've given or Yeah. Like okay. okay. Somebody else? I yeah. shut down. Then, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I get distracted or confused. Um, I, For me, it, it creates a roadblock for me at that point. Like, I, I, I stop <laughs> listening and I'm trying to. Process what they're saying because again, it's just logic. I don't have to have had studied it if he seems to deviate Somewhere else the speaker seems to deviate from the line of thinking it makes me think well. What, what's going on here now? I'm sorry. I don't see that. I'm confused now I'm going back trying to see where and I'm what I'm telling you is I'm missing everything else. He's saying right, okay um, Like what you're saying it raises a question about the text It raises a question about the speaker uh, sometimes it seems they're trying to get their agenda across and not the meaning intended. These are all things that are on my mind that I'm thinking, and what's, what am I losing? I'm losing the intent of the passage. Um, and so uh, now I asked my children that. One of my children said, well, at that point, I just, I just don't want to listen to anything they're saying. And, and, at, and so I, I said, you know, here's the thing. It's possible it could be wrong, but the other thing is, guys, if we hear something that it doesn't seem right, it's a good opportunity for us to start asking questions. Because we probably should know, right? It's in the Scriptures, so we should know. So maybe start asking questions, and maybe it could become a study. But this is one thing—well, you know, we'll, we'll get there later. Yeah, I,
1: I've Please. had several Bible studies done because I heard somebody mm-hmm. preach or, or teach a message out of context. I'm like, okay, I know that's not what it means— So what does it mean? And then I'll go in and sometimes I'll do it like in the middle of something and... uh... Um, I, yeah, like in the middle of the sermon, in the middle of <laughs> yeah. um, whatever. And I'll just, okay, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking up in the Greek and I'm looking up, and she's like, Stephen, stop. I'm like, I'm saying that myself. So, but it, <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, I do. But, you guys
0: see me do it on my phone. I'm looking at Logos. I'm in my Blue Letter Bible. I'm with you, man.
1: So, yeah, it, it can provoke good studies, but that's a bad way of provoking a good study.
0: And it is, and I think I want to get on that because I think that's important, but there's a way to go through that as well. So um, so here, this is, this is it. Ultimately, if this has happened, ultimately the speaker has deviated from the evidence and logic within the text, causing the listener to stray from the intent and meaning of the text. That's important. You guys think that's important? So, and what's interesting is I love the, the way they have this set up. If you look at the order, you can't get to logic and evidence without following these other steps. You, can't go, you have to go with the definition. You have to go through usage. You have to go through, uh, what's law number three? Context. <laughs> and you have to go through historical background to get to this point. That's what evidence is. And then you have to use the logic now for the rest, because again, in some cases, we have to fill the gaps, which includes the interpretation piece. So now, before we go too far into this, um, <coughs> we must be fair in our assessment of the speaker. We have to be fair, OK? So I want to make sure we touch on that because this is not just us beating people who don't do it right. This is also about us making sure we're humble. We want to make sure it's done right ourselves. What are some possibilities that could have caused that speaker to stray away from logic and evidence? Someone tell me. What are, I'll read that again. What are some possibilities that could have caused the speaker to stray? Gabe. Thought, I
2: have a lot. I happen a lot because I, I listen to a lot of like speakers and mm-hmm. like I enjoy like just people that are well spoken and like Psychologists like Jordan Peterson, people mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. people that are always not coming from a biblical viewpoint, yep. but their but their points are still valid, and yep. they're coming across with some good good content. Sometimes when I hear a preacher do this, I'll be like, "Well, he probably came up with this because there was like a truth he wanted to convey, Absolutely. and he just found a a verse cherry picked, he cherry picked, yeah, yeah, that's good, went along with that." So I feel and, like I don't always discredit everything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not. So necessarily not everything they he's saying is without
0: virtue. Sure. They definitely didn't get it
2: from a biblical context. So yeah. this is probably not a spiritual message.
0: <laughs> no, Gabe, I really appreciate the approach because what I tell my what I tell my kids is is um, in that in that perspective is and I was telling Rachel this morning. They what's not what's important that truth's important, but not in this text. Mm-hmm. That text itself does not need to say that because that wasn't the intent. Now there are other passages that do, but not here. It doesn't. It doesn't negate the truth. That's. So yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's. It's a huge thing. That's a good take. Anybody else? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give a commentary on that. That was a really good, Gabe. Uh, somebody else. When 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 that happens, when a speaker does that, what are some possibilities to why he would have done that? You're
2: talking currently.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's good. They a off subject of like
2: <clears throat> saying their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're not like attention to their notes as like, you know, like while they're writing their the summer and yeah. stuff, like the we are helping them but sometimes they get off the topic because they're thinking something they mm-hmm. have in the back of their mind and mm-hmm. they just say it and then it kind of gets confusing and then they're like, no, no, there's a topic and then, but yeah. you're still thinking about that
0: one thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> really good. When I go off notes, it's dangerous. It really is because now we're, I'm getting closer and closer to opinion. That, that's a great take. I have here ignorance and they just don't know. Right? They just don't know the topic they're talking about. Maybe laziness. They didn't study it. Yeah, I was
1: thinking of laziness. Yeah. yeah.
0: What, what else do you think?
1: Well, yeah. It's if, if If somebody doesn't want to put in the time mm-hmm. or, um, uh, or or something like that, they'll just try to go with what they've been taught because they don't want to put in the time to mm-hmm. study it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll, I'll be preparing for a message and it's making good sense, but then I come across a verse that I don't quite mm-hmm. understand. And I want to just write it off and Absolutely. say, it's, I think I know what it is. Yeah. But, but often when I study I'm like, actually, this is almost the opposite mm-hmm. of what the passage means.
0: <laughs> and, and at that point, we should be humble enough to say, I really like what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, but I need to be humble and say that's not the point here. And so again, it's going back to what is what really matters. Is it what I want to say or is the truth of the passage? Is that what I want to convey to my audience? Um, and it's certainly what the intent of the writer was to his original audience, which goes back to these four steps um, oh, well, I've, I have one other example. Please. Um,
1: so I, I think most of us have probably heard something similar to this at some point But uh, the story in Acts with uh, Ananias and Sapphira mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've, I've almost always heard that message preached no matter who does it on uh, Ananias and Sapphira God killed them because they didn't give their all -hmm. And it was, I've always heard it preached that way. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they they didn't give and God killed them. Crazy thing that happened. And then I thought, wait, but so many people at church don't give everything and God doesn't kill them. Mm -hmm. Were they just extra bad? Mm -hmm. Was Peter in a bad mood? You know what? So then when I studied it, Peter specifically said why they died. He said, You have lied to the Holy Ghost. And then Peter went on to say, was it not yours to do with what you wanted? And in other words, Peter was saying, you didn't have to give all this. Like, this was your free will. God didn't command you to give 100% of all the stuff that you sold uh, to give. He said, you could have given anything, but you're lying about it openly in this church. That's why God's punishing you.
0: (laughs) And according to that, if we were to think about where someone was going with that text it may fit a certain theme of where they're going right so i have here uh, i have here maybe a premature interpretation you talked about that so you're studying a passage you think it's going a certain way and then but you didn't finish it or maybe you glaze it's premature so you come to a conclusion before you've actually studied the whole matter that's a situation where maybe maybe that's a possibility why they may have missed the logic and evidence another one i have is good intention there are times when i like so, like, let's say I get together with someone in life group; they're struggling over something. Or they ha- I have them over at my house. I give a verse as an illustration of something. I have every good intention of trying to help them, but I may be taking it out of context. I yeah. may be breaking the law of logic and evidence. I don't. I'm not trying to do it wrong. Sometimes people have, and we have to be. We have to be fair. Maybe that person just had good intention and they just did it wrong. Would you? That's a possibility, right? Um, and then lastly, I just have a hidden or not so hidden agenda. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's hidden. And sometimes it's like dead level obvious what they're trying to do, and and in some cases that's that in that situation I think we'd all agree that's sort of manipulation. It's like I don't like being manipulated. Now I feel like we go to the extreme and, and figure that every time when actually it could be ignorance, laziness, all those different things. Um, and so um, I feel like we should touch on that because inevitably what often happens is we go to the worst case scenario every time, oh, that person's manipulating me. Well, there's different scenarios there. Mm. So um, do you have any illustrations? You gave us one. Do you have any illustrations yeah. where yeah Yeah, so I have,
1: I have a few other points, just almost like subpoints underneath logic that um, it, uh, you could almost Google uh, logical fallacies and they'll mm. kind of give you this kind of stuff. But uh, one would be assuming causation. Like, you know, mm. something happened, therefore it must have been the cause of this. Okay, so just a few examples. When I was in like sixth grade, um, I had this, um, uh, this girl open her lunchbox, and then uh, she turned to everyone nearby, and she said, by the way, I, I, I never drink milk anymore. And I was like, okay, you know, good. You know, you want to clap? Well, what's, uh, Okay. And then I was like, so are you, is lactose intolerant or something, or is it, I don't know, a dairy-free diet? And she goes, no, 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 a month ago, I drank milk, and an hour later, I got a headache. So, so I will never drink milk again. And i like, wait, and I was like, so wait, did you drink milk like the day before? Well, yeah, probably. Did you get a headache then? No. Well, what about the day before that? Did you have cereal? Probably. Did you get a headache then? No. And, and so what, what it was, was some, something happened. And so she just figured, oh, it must have been this. Um, other people say that, um, like, uh, today I read, I read from the Quran, and the same day I got a raise at work. Therefore, it <laughs> must be the Quran, you know? But we, we did this kind of stuff all the time where this happened, so therefore it must have been this. Yeah. Uh, I get the example of um, uh, Ananias and Sapphira. They, they were supposed to give all. They didn't. They died, therefore. And it's this assumption that because something happened, this must equal causation. And it may have nothing to do with it. Well, and that was a
0: cultural issue. If you guys remember, that was the assumption of the Jews. They thought that if you were wealthy, God was blessing you. Yeah. And they thought if you were poor, God was blessing you for some sin.
1: Yeah, God loves you more yes. if you are wealthy.
0: Right, and, and the assumption was, again, like these incredibly rich people, uh, they, the assumption was that God must love them. You know and we must listen to everything they say or if and they, they lot to children too yeah so so I mean I, I we're assuming that God is doing things when we know that that's not necessarily true does that mean that someone who is childless uh that that God's not blessing them well no we, we also know that uh that uh, that if someone's I guess it's the both sides of it does God has rainfall just and unjust right so if someone's well that doesn't necessarily mean that God's all for them and, and God's poor.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rich people that are not abs- good people. <laughs> absolutely,
0: uh, and oftentimes those are the people we may look at the most, right, and feel like we want what they have. But, but anyway, th- those culturally speaking, they had the same problem uh, back then, and we sh- certainly should pay attention. to that. That's really good. I appreciate. It. So that's assuming causation. That's good. Yeah.
1: Um. One. Uh. Another one that a lot of people get into is. If, if there's a list of something in the Bible, whether it's the list of the fruit mm-hmm. of the Spirit, the mm-hmm. list of the works of the flesh, or the Ten Commandments, there's a lot of lists in Scripture. And some people assume that the first one is the most important mm-hmm. and the last one is the least important. Yeah. Or they'll say, well, maybe the first and the, You know, Jesus is the first and the last. So maybe yeah. the first and the last are important and the rest are kind of medium. Mm-hmm. So people get all these assumptions when it comes to a list. The Hebrew culture... Sometimes that would be true, but most of the time they would just, you know, here's a lot of stuff And there's really no rhyme or reason. It's just a list of things Uh, So people say well the fruit of the Spirit, well, uh, we know that love is the most important So we know that one, Mm -hmm. but is is joy the second most? Mm -hmm. Is peace the third most? And some people they they assume it's a list of ordered importance and often it's just not
0: A pastor brought one up uh, in the marriage tree, and it says first pure. I don't know what the passage was. First pure, then this, then that. But in other lists, it could be like number four. So does that mean, because that kind of goes into like in parables where in a parable, in one parable, it means, you know, the sower is Jesus. Well, some preachers say that if that's the case in one, it's the case for all. But then we talked about that in another passage of sower uh, or let the seed, so in one case, the seed is the Word of God. Well, in another passage, the seed is something else. So that kind of rules out the idea that one thing is always this thing. It's another list. We talked about in the Beatitudes, where in many cases, I have always grown up, where we ought to try to be each one of those things. But in Stephanie, we talked about that the group of people he was talking to, it's not a matter of what you're trying to be. It's who you. It's what you are. Yeah. You are blessed because you... Are whatever blessed are the merciful because you're because you're we uh what well, me, me yeah. you're me all speakers, these different things yeah. that are in there it's the idea of like oh I need to try to be persecuted yeah
1: I was just about to say that don't yeah. try to be persecuted no it's
0: it's what you are you are blessed when and in your and again that's who he's talking to because if you remember back in that situation when he's giving the sermon on the mount he's preaching to people who. Who think that he's their king? And what do kings do? They change things. They they want some of him to come in and take over and judge their enemies and 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 give them what they want, and give them food, things, their daily needs, problems. He wants them. And he's Jesus. Is like no, no, no. Actually, I'm not going to take any of that away from you. In fact, right now you're actually blessed in your current situation. And so that's where these lists can can be can be very uh, can be very tough. Uh, do you have any other? Questions? Yeah. That's oh yeah. Really good.
1: Absolutely. There, there's
0: um one is.
1: Uh, I, I don't want to be misquoted on this, but there are fewer absolutes in Scripture than we think there are. And what I mean by that is a lot of people think that that everything is a command in Scripture. And often, especially in the New Testament, it's an exhortation. You know, like Paul would say, I exhort you to, and then he says something, that's not the same as I command you to. Like, pray without ceasing. If that was an actual command, we would be sinning every time we sleep because we're not praying while we're sleeping. Well, at least I don't pray while I sleep. Maybe some of <laughs> you dream and you pray. Well. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but the fact is, so many people, they feel guilty when they fall short of what Paul said in First yeah, Corinthians just, or something like that. And it's, it's very dangerous. Uh, I saw one just yesterday on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook. But um, there's one pastor where uh, uh, he decided for Super Bowl Sunday... He was going to have the second service at like 4 p.m. and then you know go to like 5 5:30. then they were going to go to their fellowship hall and just watch the game all together and i was like oh that's kind cool. of cool you go for it but he was blasted what you're, what you're on uh, social media <laughs> yeah. for well you're, you're, you're yeah you're, you're forsaking the assembly and he's like, i'm not forsaken it i'm just pushing it back you're you're changing the ordered service and he's like, the bible doesn't yeah. Say, and was so, this a local
0: church? What? Was this a local church, by the way? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, this is a local church.
1: It was a local church, but it was in, um, I want to say, I want to say Colorado. Or, oh, might not, No, I'd be I'm like, like local the, here. I'm oh, just, no, no, I'm just, just no, curious no, no, cause no, no, not not so local here. Yeah. Uh, but but anyways, <laughs> but the guy got blasted by other sure. pastors yeah. who should have known. Like the Bible just doesn't say it has to be this specific way. And the pastor thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And and yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, the pastor said, "Look, there's going to be fewer people this evening if we have it during the Super Bowl. Just yeah. that's that's how it is. And so why not just accommodate it? It's nothing evil. But he was blasted for something. And then I was thinking, but even the verse, not forsaking you know what the word forsake means? It doesn't mean make the service earlier. Forsake means to leave without any intention of coming back. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Mm-hmm. Like, leaving is one thing, but forsaken is, I'll never see you again. Mm-hmm. You're dead to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, But people, they often take this exhortation way out of context mm-hmm. and make it be like, I'm sinning if I don't pray without ceasing. I'm sinning if I don't, you know, a film. Like, if you're sick, like, I was... uh I, I was uh, hospitalized for a few nights, and I missed uh, a service. I was not forsaking. I wasn't sinning because I was in the hospital. Sure. you know. And so I think some people, they, 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 they sometimes inadvertently will put themselves on a guilt trip because mm-hmm. this is a command when really it's just it's a good suggestion.
0: Or we may give other people a guilt trip too. We've got to be very careful. Uh, and, it, and it does become a very impossible standard. And John talked about it in his sermon and early in, in his uh, in his early ministry, when he's quoted as you know preaching to the soldiers, and one thing he said is, "Hey, if you have two coats, you can give one away." But not everyone has a coat. It has it's has two coats. Yeah. yeah. So not everyone has two coats. Does that mean someone who only has one has to give? That's not what he said.
1: And uh, does it have to be an actual coat, sure. or is he just saying, just in general? He mm-hmm. just was he just giving a suggestion Absolutely. or an example?
0: Well, he, and, and we get. Into, I, I keep on going back to the Sermon on the Mount, but Jesus talked about the Sermon on the Mount, and he talks about how you know the right our righteousness should exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And to them, they're thinking, well, those guys are the most righteous people we know. Their standard of righteousness was extremely high, and the point was like, well, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't. If you look at the behavior of a citizen in Jesus' kingdom in the Sermon on the Mount, they're they're diff. They're 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 different people, right? They're not natural. They're supernatural. There you go. We can't do that. But through the power of God, we can't. It's it's those things. And and like you said about prayer without ceasing, what we do is we make it impossible. And at that point, it, it becomes. It's like, well, why do I even try?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what the Pharisees did. Uh, Jesus rebuked them because he said. You're putting burdens on men's backs. Mm -hmm. And then later on, Jesus said, take my burden Mm -hmm. on you. My burden is easy. My burden is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, my yoke is easy Mm -hmm. and my burden is light. Mm -hmm. What he was saying was, the Pharisees, they're saying, keep the entire law and the Talmud and Mm -hmm. all these, I mean, 613 commands Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. thousands of traditions you all had to keep. No one could keep all that. And Jesus said, my commandment, love God, love your neighbor. There's and it, it takes that weight off yeah. because you have liberty to, um, to love people in different ways. A lot of
0: freedom and a lot of grace there to, to do that. And, it's not, and what that does is it doesn't say this is what that means. Right? There's not an order. There's not a process. There's not a list. Um, I wanted to give one verse, and because of time I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But, um, but in, the, in, the, in the Genesis 3, Adam and Eve sin, uh, and uh, there's a verse there in between these like curses. And it's the verse um, I'm going to read to you. It says unto the woman, He said, "I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee." I was listening to, to on Facebook, uh, uh, reading on Facebook one time, and a guy they were talking about this verse and about hierarchy, and and what he said was that this last part was actually a blessing for the woman, was that, and that desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee that this was a blessing. And my thought is, we're talking about logic here. Does that make sense in this passage? Does it make sense when someone's, there's curse, 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 judgment, 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 exile, all this stuff because of sin, and there's a blessing tucked in there? Does it, does it make logical sense? Does it make logical sense, first of all? And, I, and it's, it's no. And what's interesting is, that not because of time I'm not going to be able to lay it all out, but uh, it's interesting that the word, word rule is used there. Now, as a husband, I'm the head of the home, and sometimes I think "head" means rule. But the word "rule" is dominate. Is that what God had intended for me to dominate my wife? You guys think that's right? But it says there it's a blessing. It's a blessing, and the issue is, just like if we think about though, if we think about logically, it's going to be that the ground is going to be difficult to till. The she's going to have pain childbirth, and just like there's a change there from what it used to be before. Now, there's also going to be a change in order, because if you look in, in the, I'm going to say this, if you look at the marriage between Adam and Eve, there was no hierarchy before Genesis 3. There was no man above the woman. And so now it's going to change. And so it's going to change now to he's going to have rule over the, he's going to dominate you. And, and if we look at the context, we're going to see that she's actually trying to dominate him too. That, that's what the new marriage looks like doesn't mean it has to be that way. Tension, tension, tension. In relationships. It, and, and so now in marriage, one is always trying to dominate the other unless they live, try to be different like it was prior to the garden. It's a fabulous lesson, but what happens is we go away from logic and we try to incorporate all these other things in marriage, and now it doesn't make sense anymore. Logically.
1: Yeah, yeah God, God never blesses you for sinning. <laughs> it's just, Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, curse you, but here's a little extra good stuff for sinning. <laughs> it well, it doesn't
0: make sense. That's great, and, and I ask my kids, hey, was there a blessing here? And my daughter automatically said, well, he didn't kill them. I'm like, he was merciful. Yeah, That was not a blessing. So she was right, right? But there's a difference. And so anyway, these, are, these are, this was one example, I have some other ones, but, but this is an example of, of how we can take something and incorporate presuppositions and the whole line, company line, when actually that's not the case there. There's a whole lot more, there's a time, it's, ten, it's time for us to go. Hopefully this is helpful. Any takeaways today? Let me read a statement. Then you can give me some takeaways.
1: Uh,
0: here we go. Um, remember, just, some, uh, just because some, uh, something a speaker says doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean he's wrong. doesn't mean he's breaking the law. We have to follow to see if he did or not. Um, it could also mean that they did break the law. So we need to read, study, and interpret humbly before we can cast judgment. Here we go. When we believe someone has broken any law of study and go out to verify it, make sure you're following the proper process too, though. Because what happens is we want to prove them wrong. And what's our motive now? Yeah. And uh, that, no that,
1: that's an agenda as well. 100%. Yeah.
0: That's where I'm going. It's not to prove them wrong. The goal is to understand the scriptures. Always. So we got to be very careful and very humble. So I wanted to make sure we had that kind of tied the knot there. Any other thoughts today?
2: It's really, like that perspective. I think it's really good for the speaker and the listener. It's just like you said, you know, I, I could, this is really good for the person who's listening as well. Like to understand the law of evidence because mm. I could maybe not like something that someone's saying, or I could personally say same same thing, same motivation. Yeah. They would have an agenda, That's or really I, I have my own value system, and I'm like, well, I just don't believe that. Mm. But if I'm actually concerned about That's what great. the scriptures yeah. are saying, and I'm gonna then for myself take a look, I might be like, well, I don't like it, but he's right. That's <laughs> so good, that <laughs> game.
0: That like, is so good. So
2: so it's good for both parties. Mm and then mm. and then i also like the kind of what we were going back and forth with obviously especially me and angel kind of joke in for a second you know like all oh, my bus <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. you know, there's yeah. so many you know <laughs> new speakers and people that are you know maybe they were trained partially incorrectly to just have that mindset of like kind of giving someone a little bit of grace mm-hmm. you know on the end like mm-hmm. you know maybe they were taught wrong maybe they don't really understand that's really good passage. too. because I think you're right mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I've been part of a lot of audiences that were just like that would jump to mm-hmm. well this guy is like he has bad intentions mm-hmm. you know so that's why he's misusing this, which I
0: don't think is always the case. I agree. I agree. So it's it's the same grace that we would want others to give us, we have to do we have to give it in that case. That's that's very helpful. That's great takes, Gabe. Very good. Anybody else? Yeah. I like um, the thought instead because obviously I do the same thing I, I shut down.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's not just to overthink it, I just I think if you're wrong in one area, you're probably wrong in the other areas, mm-hmm. And
1: I think it's uh, a good way to look at it. Uh, okay, maybe they did mistake it, but that doesn't mean the entire sermon
0: could be wrong it, you can't gather something else from it. It's very good. Uh, and, and again, because that, that's what often happens. That's where sin comes in. So we, because now they sinned, you know, like I haven't read anything, I haven't read or listened to Robbie Zacharias.
1: <laughs> Wicked! Come on.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, Robbie Zacharias. If you read, he's got some bad stuff being said about him right now. And now, it naturally happened after he died, but it's some ugly stuff that I and I haven't. I, I I feel like in some cases I'm judging him, his entire ministry based upon new information when he probably had. His stuff is still good, <laughs> uh, but I think we need to be careful. So I think that's that's a good take, Hannah. I'm gonna go ahead and shut down. We're we're very late, but I appreciate you guys the way you're listening. I hope you can go back, listeners, again. Hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, this is powerful stuff. And if we do this, like and like Gabe said, he was a listener. I think that was a great take. As a listener, we should try to go through these same steps. And uh, and again, at that point, if we do believe it's right, now adjust accordingly because that's the whole point of scriptures and how we interpret them. Thank you for joining us today. We pray the Holy Ghost showed you how Christ is supreme. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you been born again by God's grace through faith alone? If you have questions concerning eternal life through Jesus Christ, please visit lifegroupnwi.com or email us at connect at